Hey everyone, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. This is Shelby, your host, and today I'm interviewing Molly O'Brien, who is the owner of A Touch of Lash in Las Vegas, Nevada. She's been a salon owner for over 10 years now, and she's an award-winning lash artist herself. She's also an active member of NALA and works closely with the state board in Nevada to help um, update and change laws that pertain to our industry. So I thought that was pretty cool. We um, we basically talk about owning a salon and her training academy. Um, some pretty good gems in here. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And without further ado, here's Molly. All right, Molly, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be on here. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you and talk about like your last journey and everything. Um, so let's just start with that. How did you get into the industry? Oh gosh, I got into it so long ago. Um, I was living in Toronto at the time. And I actually did not have a work permit because my husband was the one that was working up there. But at the time, we were only engaged. Mm-hmm. So the country would not issue me a work permit. and um, I'm not really one to just like sit around and be bored and idle. So um, I coached a little bit at the university up there. I coached softball for them, but their season was only like two weeks or two months long. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the other girlfriends on my husband's team up there was getting her lashes done and they were stunning. I mean, this woman was stunning, period, but her lashes just were just calling to me. And so I would ask her over and over and over again. I was like, Bianca, those are not your lashes. Please tell me what you're doing. And she would not tell me. So I finally broke her down after like three weeks. Um, And she was like, you cannot tell anyone because I've told everyone that they're mine and they believe me. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. So she told me where she got her lashes done. I went and got my lashes done. Uh I fell in love with it. And then I'm just inquisitive as a human anyway. Um, My mom owned a salon for 37 years, a hair salon. So she's been in the industry a long time. Mm -hmm. And... I, you know, not being able to use my degree up in Toronto, I, you know, I was like, well, how'd you get into this? And, you know, is this something I can do in my spare time? And, um, the lash artist that was doing my lashes told me about some classes that I could take. And when they came into town and kind of the ins and outs of it, why she loved it, what she didn't like about it, she was awesome. So I ended up taking the class and I was like, I was like, this is so perfect. Like I'm very, detail oriented and very OCD and very type A. Like I love everything in order. And I was like, this is amazing. I love this so much. So (laughs) for the next um, six months, nine months while we were up there, all I did was practice on the other wives and girlfriends on the team. I, you know, offered free sets to them. Mm -hmm. I did everything that I could to better myself. I took a couple other classes and we ended up leaving Toronto and moving to Las Vegas, Nevada. And this was in 2010. Mm Mm-hmm. So when I got here on the trip, we I was like was planning my business. I got my um, my business license. I got my um, LLC. I got you know the everything that I needed to get set up. I had kind of how I was going to run it. I was researching where I was going to work out of, and da 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 da. So I had everything set up. I got here and I was like, oh, you need a cosmetology or an aesthetic license. And in 2010, the state board when you would call them they would give you three or four different answers. And every person that you talk to, you could hear them go get that blue book, as they call it. And they would like open it up and they'd redo the rules. And they were like, well, I don't really know. It doesn't say anything about you know individual lash extensions. I'm, I'm not sure. Let me get back to you. And so it was a lot of like back and forth. And 
they weren't really sure if they were regulating it or not. Um, when I was here in Las Vegas, there was only two other um, lash companies, and Hillary Brand was actually one of them. She was over in Henderson mm-hmm. with my brand, brand lashes, and then there was another woman here, um, and I cannot for the life of me remember her name. She worked out of a casino spa, mm-hmm. and I kept calling and calling, and then finally the lead investigator Pam got back to me, and she told me, "Hey, you got to go to cosmetology school. You got to get a license to do this. We are regulating it." It's definitely something that's going to continue to expand and grow. And so I went to aesthetic school. I ended up hiring a um, a girl and she had her license. And while I was in school, she would run my business. And so she would do those clients and I would, you know, schedule the appointments in between, you know, theory <laughs> and <laughs> practicals and school. And I was just kind of building it that way. So it started off very, very small. It started off on, um, you know, and I learned I learned a lot from that uh, instance. And we can talk about that in a little while too. Yeah. But um that um that turned out to be kind of a negative situation for you know many many reasons but mm-hmm. um learned a ton from it and figured out kind of where I wanted my company to go and what direction I wanted to go in and I quickly realized that lashes were becoming super popular here in Nevada more people were asking me about it at first it was like I'm sorry what do you do and I would have to assimilate it with oh acrylics or you know it's like you know, getting your nails done, but for your lashes or hair extensions for your lashes, like any way that I could like tell the the public what it was and why they should get it. And then I knew if I could just get them on my table, they would be, they would be hooked. And sure enough were. So I, um, I found out very quickly that I really enjoyed training and I really enjoyed teaching people about the service and how to do it. Um, the girls in my school would ask me all the time, like, Hey, can you show me how to do it? And I kind of show them, you know, little tips and tricks here and there because inside the, um, the school, we didn't learn anything about lash extensions. We learned tabbing and strip lashes. So this is like a whole new thing to them and they were super interested in it. Um, so from there, I ended up getting my license. I, um, hired another girl, um, another lash artist. I fully trained her. I um, started looking more into training and I started putting together my lash curriculum for my lash academy. Mm-hmm. And I just started building it from there. Things that I didn't get from my lash training, things that I wish somebody told me that I only learned you know, being hands-on. Um, I included everything, the good, the bad, the raw, like everything in it. And um, just started doing you know, small, small classes to other estheticians and cosmetologists in Las Vegas. Um, from that, I really figured out that I liked cherry picking different products from other companies that I felt they had the best of, like on um, you know Extreme Lash or My Brand Lashes, those type of companies that really were um, at the beginning of the industry. And so what I was noticing too is that in Las Vegas, our climate is very different mm-hmm. <laughs> from everywhere else. We have zero humidity. So the adhesives were a huge issue. So what I did was I worked with a manufacturer and I curated um, our adhesive because it needed to be under certain specifications for the area at the time we thought to make it work. Mm-hmm. And so we found one that really worked well for us. And from there, I was just like, oh, maybe I can do this with lashes as well. Like our clients wanted something that was lightweight, um, soft, something that would hold its curl, um, but still give them that dark shine. And at the time, you know, this is still back in 2013, the lashes, um, they just really weren't that that super nice material yet. We were still working with the thicker PBT materials. We had mm-hmm. like um, 
stiffer lashes. And I was figuring, you know, if I'm charging luxury prices, maybe I can look into finding lashes that, you know, my clients would fall in love with and, you know, would really enjoy as well. And it would help me to feel better about charging that luxury price. So we ended up doing that. Um, expanded the product line over the years, um, expanded the girls that work with me over the years, kind of grew the company. Um, in 2015, I had a baby. Mm, um, yeah. And she um, is awesome and wonderful. But my family is all in Illinois. And so it was really hard for me to not take her home and want to you know, show her off to everyone and let mm-hmm. them love on her and have her around her family. And so I ended up opening a location in Illinois as well for a touch of lash. And then my personal trips became business trips because that's the type of person I am. I couldn't fathom taking a vacation, but I could totally wrap my mind around making it a work trip. (laughs) (laughs) So my mom, my grandma, my cousin, my aunts and uncles, they would love on my baby during the day and I would go to work. (laughs) Wow. So yes, it was really fun. And then in 2017, I had another little girl, Tessa, and she um, has kind of completed our family at this point. So it really pushed me to open our uh, bigger location here in Nevada, in Las Vegas. And um, at this new facility, we're super excited about it. We have a training facility on site. And it's much bigger than what we had in any of our other locations. So we're able to host bigger classes, um, but still keep them intimate. And because it's on site, we're able to include our staff in those trainings as well. And um, my staff has years and years of knowledge. Um, My oldest employee has been with me for 7 years. She's been there, done through the ups and downs. She knows the industry in and out. She's really valuable to the training team. Um, and just the ATL team in general. But um, that's kind of where we're at right now. We're just really enjoying uh, where the ATL brand is and looking to grow it. And that includes all aspects of it. You know, the salon, the um, the academy, and also the product line. Golly. That was a lot, I know. <laughs> you are like the ultimate lash boss. Um, I, Thank you. That is amazing. You've done all that and... I can't imagine. I honestly cannot imagine owning salons in different states. Yeah, um, that part is hard. <laughs> tell me how that works. Like, how do you manage that? Yeah. So, first of all, I have a wonderful community where I'm from. I'm from uh-huh. Illinois, but the actual area that I'm from is called the Quad Cities. It's very close knit, all like minded people, very Midwest, genuine people. If it was anywhere else, I'm not sure that I could do that without taking mm-hmm. on like a uh, company manager or something like that. My mm-hmm. family helps out a lot. They look after the business. Um, my younger sister used to do so much at the business. She would come in, help with payroll, collect the cash, take it to the bank, things like that. Like She really did a lot for me outside of her own job and her own personal life. So I, I heavily, heavily relied on my family and my friends to help me with that business. But first and foremost, I had a great team. Like The girls that I hired there, they are trustworthy. They want to learn. They, they love all the information that I gave to them. And just creating this career for them where they can be bossed boss babes and just like take control of their financial futures and not have to rely on anyone, but also feel safe and that, you know, um, I'm giving them a place to grow in. So I really think that those factors are what allow me to have that location. Mm -hmm. Um, In addition to that, um, I think my family knows that if I don't get help with the business, I can't keep coming home. <laughs> True. <laughs> so they're kind of like, yeah, okay, we have to help her because you know if, if it goes under or she closes it, then she won't be home as much. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that part has been a lot. Just open communication, um, having the right systems in place 
to, um, you know, make sure that things go right and, you know, not just go right, but how to handle it when it goes wrong. Everything is very black and white and clear and the areas that are gray, you know, we work through together because it is something that's, you know, relatively new. It's only three years old compared to my other business, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, 10 years old in Vegas. So we're still learning a little bit, but yeah, it's been, um, it's been a fun adventure. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I bet. How does your training go with like, um, whenever you hire new staff and maybe you're not there to train them, do you have you appointed trainers or do you um, bring them to the headquarters or? Yeah. The staff that I have on board right now are wonderful. So if it's something where I have to pop out and go to a different location and I'm gone for, you know, five or uh, seven days, I know that my girls will be able to help me and they're all trained to be trainers. So I put them through an intensive course of like, this is how you train. This is what we want to train. And this is why we train. And the why is super important. And that, that's what really made them understand about the training. And um, so for example, if I'm, I'm gone, I have tasks for them to do um, you know, during that period that I'm gone. And they come into the salon, they may work on mannequins, they may work on um, you know, fan creation, or they may go in and shadow, or I may have one of the other um, staff members uh, watch over them and help them in that scenario where I'm gone. So then they're not having a dead period where I'm not on site mm-hmm. and that they're not able to do it. And typically we do it at our Las Vegas location, um, especially now that we have the uh, the new location with the training facility there. It just makes it easier. <laughs> it's a bigger I... space, which is nice. I am feeling so inspired right now. Like I want to go open a salon in another state because that sounds so fun. (laughs) (laughs) It is fun, but it is a lot. Like my why behind it is definitely keeping me going. And my why definitely stems from my family. And I know I would not be able to put that much time and effort into it if I didn't have yes the business why, but my family why. That's truly what motivates me to stay on top of it and to keep going with it. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, that's definitely the the behind the scenes of it. But it, I'm not gonna lie, it's it's a lot. It's daunting. Like you have to find the right people. Um, the area that we're in, it's it's very small. It's not like Chicago or yeah. Springfield where you have lots of artists. You know, it's something where if somebody decides they want to go in a different career path, you know, you have to fly in for an extended period of time and really get hands on with someone and train them or take over with the clients or something like that. So yeah. it's you know things can go wrong, of course, just like with any business. But I've always tried to be that boss that takes care of the girls yes, and give them, you know, a, not give them a reason to leave. Like you're going to make money here. I'm going to help you grow. I'm going to help you take care of your family and reach your goals. I'm going to give you continued education. I'm going to be hands-on with you and train you as much as I can. And I just feel like because I've been in the industry for so long, I do have a wealth of knowledge, but I don't know everything. So if there's a training that they want to go and participate in, they just present it to me. And if it makes sense and we can swing it, then I'll help cover the cost. And if not, then it could be something that you know they go do on their own. And then at the time, I can reimburse them for it if they mm-hmm. can you know, put it into action and it really truly benefits them as an artist. I will find a way to help them out with that financially. And you know, I just feel like as a business owner, I want to make sure that everybody is taken care of as much as I can. Of course, there are limitations with that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so with your husband, um, how, how do you guys work that out? Like sometimes does he watch the kids while you go or do you take the kids every single time? Does he come with you? So two parts to that question. Um, my husband, um, has been so, so supportive. Obviously he's, um, I wouldn't be able to do this without him. He Mm -hmm. just really allows me to be creative and work as much as I want. That being said, um, he uh, used to work overseas for six to seven months a year. 
Wow. So um, it was just me. And because of that, though, I was able to focus on my business and grow it in the direction that I wanted to. I didn't have to worry about being you know, home at a certain time and you know, being home for dinner or going out on date nights, things like that. We would have our Skype dates and our iPhone dates. Um, but I could take my phone anywhere. And we could <laughs> yeah. do that whatever I was doing. So um, I was able to put time that I needed into my business and make it become what I needed it to be. And then of course, I got to go travel and see him and spend time with him overseas and do all of that. But for for the majority, um, actually, he just retired um, this January. So we have him home now with us. And it's been life-changing. We function so much better as a unit. And um, it's been amazing. He's so helpful with the girls. Um, especially my oldest. My oldest got really sick last year and we had kind of a life-altering situation happen with our family. And it truly would have impacted my business so much more had he not been able to come home, uh, take a pause from his career, um, his life, his dream, and come help out with our family and you know, uh, help take her to doctor's visits, help take her to therapy three times a week and kind of oh help gosh. her regain everything that went wrong and with her little body. So um, she's doing awesome. Um, she, we, we figured out a treatment that works well for her. And Patrick is, you know, the rock behind that. He takes her every week to therapy and, you know, helps out with her treatments that she goes to. And um, all while still pursuing his, his new dreams of 2019. So trying to find his new path. But he's been very, very helpful with you know, being there to listen to me, things like that, you know, um, mm-hmm. letting me vent. Um, so helping me with a different ideas from an outsider perspective, different industry. Um, you know, maybe I'm stuck on an idea. He's really quick to be like, you know, maybe not so focused on that. Maybe, you know, look at it from this way or handle this situation this way. He's a total fixer. So sometimes <laughs> I'm like, uh, just need you to listen. Just, just listen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't want your advice. I don't want you to fix my problems. Just listen. Um, but no, he's been, he's been very supportive in every way that he can. And I've just been really appreciative for everything that he can give to me and the focus that he he's able to take out of his you know career and put it online at this point. So yeah. That's amazing. Um so back to we were just talking about your mm-hmm. like training. Um yeah. tell me a little bit more about uh the academy. Yes. I'm so passionate about training because I I just I think it comes from me being in athletics for so long. Like I always I loved the coaching. I loved I was a, a softball coach at a university level as well. So it just comes naturally to me to help others and want them to be their best selves. So when I switched over to this industry, I think that carried over as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we put a lot of into our training. We've been training since 2013, and. The manuals have changed over time as the industry grows, expands. You know, we yeah. learn more about you know the adhesives. We figure out how it works better and things like that. So we we keep the information up to date, um, and we're really big on giving individual attention. So whether our courses are private or small group, we still charge the same. We don't charge more for private courses, and I know a lot of companies do that. And that's awesome. More power to you. It's just how I feel. I really enjoy a personal experience with someone and I'm mm-hmm. able to really micromanage them and um, you know, get on their level and make them feel like they get the most out of it. But I think also because we're able to do it on site, um, you know, if someone calls in like, Hey, I want to do a training. Are you available at this day or this time? I ah. can be like, Yeah, I can take you. So it's a little bit different from other how other companies are set up because we have it on site. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to take those, you know, individual private classes too. Um, 
the course covers everything, sanitation, eye health, um, contraindications, the history of lash extensions, curl design, um, length, application technique, removal, sensitivities. Um, in the past, we've done a little bit of like um, business, um, how to get started, what to do, things like that. We'll still give them a little bit of that, like answer any questions and things like that. But now what we've done actually is really exciting. We've actually introduced a business course um, to the uh, academy as well, where you can come in, um, again, private or, or uh, group. I prefer private because I can really dive into the company then and really fix it from the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can help you with any issues that you're having with your business, give you ideas, tricks, things like that, or just really educate you on what it takes to run a business if that's something that you're looking for. But it's not something that I promote in the class because I feel like when you are first learning how to do lash extensions, the best advice I can give you is find a mentor. Go work yeah. for somebody. Learn how to do lashes under someone. You know, Don't try to take on this huge burden of learning this new trade and this new skill and expect to be great at it. You're not. You're going <laughs> to stink. You're going to stink for a while. Everybody does. The best thing you can do is train under somebody, kind of have that umbrella of information and kind of that security blanket until you're ready to go off on your own. And then, of course, do it the right way. Um, Sheiks and City is here in town and they hosted a foray and lash intensive class with um, Lashcast recently. Yes. And they talked a lot about doing things the right way. And I really appreciated that. I really loved hearing that message. You know, um, you know, if you're going to be leaving, do it the right way. You know, respect yes. what the, the company has done for you. All of the marketing dollars, the advertising dollars, the effort going into build up your clientele. When you reach that point that you're, you know, you're ready to go, realize that those are not your clients. Those are the salon clients. Some will follow, of course. But maybe discuss a finder fee or you know discuss something else. And I really appreciate that message. And it was something that I could relate to as well. But mm-hmm. as far as our academy goes, we definitely push like, you know, not being a boss babe yet, but you know, doing it under someone, learning everything that you can, make the mistakes under somebody else, you know, and then, you know, growing yourself. And when you're ready to fly on your own, you know, do it the right way and have that idea of how you're gonna get started. Take a totally. business course, learn about, you know, learn about the industry in a different light, in a different way. And so that's why we introduced the business course too, so that when those students are ready to grow and grow on their own, then we can help them, you know, as well. Absolutely. Um, and you mentioned, you know, before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about like the industry and um yeah. not seeing people as so much as competition and um yeah. You just mentioned Chic, uh, which, yeah. you know, they're in your city. And then also Lashcast, yeah. which is, yeah. you know, technically, quote unquote, in my industry, right. you know, with podcasting. <laughs> right. And yep. I think it's amazing that, you know, you have a relationship with another salon owner in your city enough mm-hmm. to support, you know, something that they hosted. Yeah. And, um, you know, Paul and Tessany are some of my favorite people in this industry. And... They have their podcast too, and I love their show. And they they've always yes. supported me too. So, can you uh, touch a little bit on how you view, um, quote unquote, competition, or you know what I you want to see more to. of? Yeah. Yeah, I would love to. Yes. And first of all, I do want to say that Tuscany and uh, Paul spoke so highly of you at uh, the foray and the uh, business intensive class. Like they mentioned you a few times. So that was really <laughs> cool to see. And I think honestly, like the company that really put the collaboration over competition out there was Borboletta. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they really started pushing, you know, supporting your your tribe, your group of lash artists and things like that. And it, it, that was a really awesome message. And here in Nevada, um, we have a lash studio on every corner. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, coming from a competitive world, I played D1 college softball. And so I trained my entire youth to be a softball player and, you know, be this awesome pitcher and um, hitter and just crush the competition. So... Mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to think like I am not competitive. I am competitive, but I'm competitive <laughs> in my business to do better, to um, better myself, better my company, to take it mm-hmm. to the next level, level. Never have I ever thought to be competitive or to do better or to grow that I needed to stomp on anyone else. And it, we yeah. see this a lot in Las Vegas. It's very hungry. Um, Jasmine at Sheik is the most wonderful person I've ever met. We, our paths have crossed several times in the, in the past. Um, uh, so I, I've... I've loved her salon. And recently we've gotten together and we're collaborating on a few projects, which is really exciting. Awesome. Um, but I, she's, she, she's in Las Vegas, but um, she's literally five minutes from my salon. So she is like true competition, but wow. uh, we don't see each other like that. We see each other as a sounding board as business owners where she's frustrated. I'm frustrated. We need ideas. We're stuck. We bounce them off of each other. We want to see change in the community. We're coming together to create that. Um, we have some really exciting things that we're going to be announcing soon, um, oh. but not yet. Um, but yeah, they're going to come out and we're actually working on them together, competing awesome. businesses. So it's not something that people really can wrap their head around. But I think once you start thinking about, you don't have to step on somebody else to reach your goal. You can actually work with them and, and get inspired by them and see the things that they've done that you want to emulate or maybe not emulate. And they can do the same for you. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be this weird situation where, you know, you're the last studio and, you know, you can't collab with anybody else. It's, it's too small of an industry overall, not to be inclusive and help each other grow. How many times have new products come out? I mean, over the past 10 years, it's insane. I feel like it's every month. Yeah. Um, and like, if I, if I was expected to keep up on every single one of those, like it would be impossible. Like I need to rely on, you know, Facebook groups or, you know, the community here to like help enlighten me and keep me up to date on like things that are changing so that I can in turn help my students to be the best, you know, lash artists that they can be. It's really bettering everything in your business if you do it the right way. Um, and, and just find out, you know, find a person that you can mentor or be lash friends with or whatever you yeah. want to label it, but just have a mutual friend relationship with them that you truly care about the betterment of their business and that they care about yours and you'll grow together. If you can work together as an industry, you'll grow your industry together and yes. it will be like my kids. Yes. And I say this a lot, but it really helps your own company when other companies around you are doing things similar to how you are, um, such as like some companies uh, or some places like don't cleanse uh, the lashes or they don't advise friends and stuff like that. Those type of differing opinions towards clients can really confuse them. And if everyone in the city is saying the same type of things and we're all held to certain standards, it's going to help every single person. And exactly. Yeah. I really love that. And I feel like a long time ago, um, you know, back when I first got in the industry, it was really competitive. No one was sharing, um, like what products they were using even. And I started to kind of go into that mode too. Like where I just kind of thought like, that's just how we do it. Like I didn't think it was appropriate for someone to be like, Oh, well, what adhesive do you use? My first thought, because I, I kind of, I kind of was conditioned to think this way is like, Oh, are they just trying to like 
steal mm-hmm. like, what products I'm using. And it really, it doesn't right. freaking matter. Like you can use whatever right. products I'm using and we're still going to be different. Yeah. Yes. Once that idea gets out that you can do same, the same thing, you can do the exact same thing the same way, but it's always going to look different because yes. you're two different people. You can use the same product. You're not going to use it the same way. Yeah. Um, and really what drove that into my mind is the Lash Academy. Once I started training, I was like, I have to help these people grow. I have to give them all the best information. Yeah. I'm not being a good trainer. Yes. I want them to do the best. I want them to use the best. But I will say before I was training, saying I was, oh no, you, you're not going to get what I got. I had to pay for this information. No way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and it truly changed once the Lash Academy uh, was born. And just, I had more people asking me, I, I'm just a helper by nature. Like, you have a problem, I'll help you fix it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll help you find the answer. Like, I'll, I'll help you. That's just me by nature. But um, yeah, I think just the, once we can get out of this competition, I think you're exactly right. The clients need to have a baseline for what's you know, what's standard in the industry for lashes. And if you're having different opinions, and I understand the industry grows, it changes, but, you know, having something that you can um, introduce to the industry as a whole and everybody jumps on board because they understand the science or the reasoning behind it, it's going to be way better for the community. There's no way that it can't be. Um, Going back to the Academy, what advice do you have for people who maybe don't know where to look when they're looking for a trainer? Oh, good question. Yes. So I would definitely say find somebody that has been doing it a long time. Some find somebody that has good reviews. Find someone that, you know, you call in, you ask about their program and you vibe well with. Because if you vibe well with whoever you're talking to, you're you're gonna feel like you're gonna out of that training. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and definitely look for, you know, status. I mean, I really don't think that people can take a training course and be training it a year later. You yeah. haven't been in the industry that long. You're still working out your kinks. Trust the process. It's not for you yet. Um, you'll get there if you want to, because if you want to be a trainer, you're going to figure out how to do it. But yes. you really have to think you're impacting the community. If you're putting out bad information or you're not really sure about things, you're not doing your your students a service. Like you really have to give your all, your whole self, um, your ideas, the things that you worked hard for, and you know, work through kinks and troubleshooting. You have to give all of that to your students because you don't want them to fail. And if you're truly an, a, a a teacher or a trainer that really cares about the education behind this industry, you don't want them to go through it. So you want to give them all the details, like, hey, don't do this because this is what we used to do. Instead, you know, don't even look back that way. Come this way. This is where the industry is going. This is what we're doing. Find somebody that's going to, you know, give you all of that and that's been there, done that, and just has those good reviews. And I know those sometimes are hard to find because um, it's not always going to be a big brand. You know, you get things from small brands. I'm not on Borboletta's level. They're awesome. I get it. But, you know, sometimes you're going to get a little bit more out of a training that is smaller because it can be more intensive. So that's why we really like to do the small groups the private training to really give that one-on-one focus, that individual attention um, to help those artists that need it. And I just Mm -hmm. really think there's a trainer for everyone. If you're into big courses, do it. If you're into small courses, do it. If you want to kind of... I truly believe that you should continue to educate. Like you cannot take a course and be like, oh, done. I got it. Yeah. Grow. Grow. Yeah. I think what um, a lot of the bigger brands have done really, really well is really yeah. figure out how to um, teach brand new artists uh, the foundations yeah. at a really, really quality level. And I think that um, Agreed. 
and I'm not just saying like, that's the only time you should go train with a bigger company at all. Um, at all. But I'm just saying a lot of times you want to train with this company. You also want to train with this person and this person and this company and whatever, because you find that once you're starting to advance through your career, you want to take more advanced classes or, or classes and sometimes learn this specific technique or even, um, I don't know if you know, Christina, she was, she used to work in Las Vegas too. Uh, eyelash Tina. She teaches. Yeah. Yeah. She she teaches a, um, just lash photo editing class and it is amazing. And so it's kind of like you find these other people that maybe aren't associated Mm -hmm. with a company, but are just as knowledgeable in what they're talking about. And even somebody that is a trainer, that is a salon owner. If you want to be a salon owner, it's really smart to go train with someone that can kind of, um, you know, relate to you in that way too. Uh, so yeah, I think it's important to kind of just really look into the trainer that you're going to be training with. Um, but also like the companies, you know, the, these bigger brands, like they've really got their stuff figured out just as well. But, um, the smaller brands or people that are solo trainers, like they have Mm -hmm. a lot to offer too. So yeah, I agree. I agree. I really love that there's so many different types of training popping up. Like, um, like what you mentioned with, um, Christina and her photo, Mm-hmm. Uh, course, I think that is so smart because photos will make or break your por- portfolio. Yes. You have to have that. But if you're taking a lash course, there's we cover it. Um, but it's it's minor. It's like this is other you know yes. these are good angles. These are core angles. You need lighting. Da, da, da. You really need to dive deeper into your business or your craft if you want to excel. And that would be taking a business course, taking a yes. photo course, taking a artistry course, a social media course. Oh my God, yes. it runs our life. It's crazy. Or shaping um, with Maven. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Those classes <laughs> are stunning. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, but it's so cool. All the things that we have available today because we had none of it back in the day. It exactly. Was it was like one class, you had like two diameters and they were of course 0.20s and 0.25s. And yeah, why don't we throw some 16s on there? Cause that looks really good. Yeah. Well, I love <laughs> so that you guys a long way. Yeah. I love that you guys are doing, um, like you're, it sounds like you're focusing so much on the artistry in your courses and then yeah. you offer a separate business course. That's so smart because yeah. a lot of people try to cram that all into the same course, but then you get half of, half of both topics. Whereas if you want to, yeah. like, what if they don't want to own a salon one day, which a lot of people don't. Right. But, um, so right. I, I love that you're doing that. I don't actually see a lot of people offering like a separate business course. And I think it's really smart yeah. for you guys to do that. Thank you. And then your class we honestly started so seeing a demand for it is, is how it started out is we just started hearing like the students started asking us questions after they took the class and they right. um so we have continued education and you're and the nice thing about training you know here is if you're local you can come in here at any time shadow get more training and help and whatever so when we were getting the feedback after they've been gone for a while it was a lot about business it was how do i do this or how do i know when i'm ready to open my own or what can i do to help my business thrive what hiccups should i you know try to avoid and how do i set up so that it came organically on us just like everything else with the business and AGL, we just yeah we see a need for it we're going to put it together um you know i want to help you with this aspect too and what how about your class sizes um like do you mm-hmm. have a max number of students that you'll take yeah. Um, so if we're doing it here, um, our max number that we'll take is seven and we'll bring in two to three other trainers. 
So um, it's good ratio. It's very good ratio. Because again, remember, I want that individual attention. I want to see, oh, that's a that's a hand movement we don't want you to do. That's going to cause you a time frame issue down the line. If we keep doing that bad habit, I'm all about trying to micromanage as much as I can when I have you in my room Mm -hmm. and in my training facility. Um, Because then if you can try to, you know, do it as often or as much as possible when you're here and you're doing it the right way, and we're not missing anything, nothing's falling through the loops, then you know, uh, you're more likely to continue doing it, you know, the right way. And then if not, you know, I teach them how to video what I need from them to see and, you know, just to come in so that we can, you know, kind of figure out why their timeframes are missing. But, Mm -hmm. um, if we go, we've gone to, we just went to Reno, um, and we, um, uh, there was a salon that was opening up there and they asked us to come up and train their staff. So that was a little bigger class. So we did that on site. Um, and that was really fun. That was super awesome. If That's you're in the cool. Reno area, go check out Reno Lash Lounge. They're amazing. Um, the owner used to be down here and she was a salon owner down here, a lash artist, and she moved up there and uh, just wanted us to train her staff. So that was really fun. Um, we trained the staff over at M Spa and that was a bigger class as well. Um, so we used their conference room and we bought brought the whole ATOL team for that one so that every uh, student had like a trainer or every two students had a That's trainer cool. so that we could really make sure that everyone got that attention. Um, because I feel like if you're a student and you feel like you were valued and you got that attention, you're going to just feel more confident when you leave. And we oh, yeah. see that a lot. Like I got the training, but I didn't get anything out of it or the class size was too big. So I can try, I can go run a conference room and, and, you know, advertise and fill it up, but that's not, that's not how I want to do it. That's not what I'm into. I want to make sure that I help you work the kinks out and you're comfortable asking those questions and I can actually give you that attention. And that's kind of why our class size is what it is. But, um, I, I enjoy that anyway. Nice. Um, and you guys use your product line, I'm, I'm sure, uh, for... We do. Yeah. So tell me about that. I know you've had it for a while. Um, yeah. Do you have any like newer products that you want to talk about or... Yeah. Um, so first and foremost, if you're in the Las Vegas area, the adhesive is amazing <laughs> because it's for our area. Um, the yeah. desert climate is insane. It's insane. Um, so the adhesive is definitely something that is really exciting. But um, if you can actually believe this, we actually use it in Illinois as well. So not only does it work super awesome here in the super dry climate, but it works really, really well in Illinois as well, which is humid and you know has different four seasons. So the humidity ranges on it and the temperature ranges on it are huge. Um, and I feel like that's why it's so versatile, but it still has that strong, you know, five to seven week hold um, that it's going to kind of, you know, give you that retention that you're looking for. Of course, as long as the clients are doing their aftercare and you're doing your correct application, um, you know, it's really going to be a quality product. The lash extensions, I can't say enough good things about them. They are so soft. They are so easy to fan. They are, they are, we've, changed and um, you know added and and taken away so much from it that we're really happy with where the extension line is right now. Um, you know the clients get a nice dark lash line but they're still safe uh, for the for the natural lashes. It's not something that's super heavy, it's lightweight, um, they're super soft, uh, dark in color. Uh, we get tons of compliments on it. There's a couple of salons that are nearby that use a different material and that's fine. Their clients love it but the ones that don't want that, they know when they come here and that's the first thing they say is, this is what I was looking for. These are like so soft, lightweight, but still feel really luxurious and give you that dark, dark lash line that they're looking for here in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, 
And then just, um, you know, every we carry a full line um, because we have the uh, academy. I need to have everything for a kit. I need to have everything that you need to set up running your own, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so the line is very extensive. It comes with training product. It's, you know, we have training products on there for mannequins and training lashes all the way up to, you know, more advanced products with, you know, the 0.03s and 0.05s and, you know, the, the, the volume lashes that, you know, are kind of more advanced training. So we're really, I'm really happy with where the line is today. And I feel like, you know, it's something that if you were to go and test out a product, you would love it. And if you don't, like, we encourage you to let us know. We, I welcome feedback. Like, I love getting feedback so that I can grow and change and, you know, fix that or figure out a way to help you work with that product. Maybe you're using it incorrectly or, you know, maybe it was a bad batch, but, um, you know, I can't fix what I don't know. So I truly welcome feedback on it. Love it. So I always ask, um, about every single guest's favorite failure. And it's not that anyone ever thinks like, Oh, (laughs) this is a failure. But sometimes we do feel like in the moment, this is not ideal. And what is a time in your life Mm -hmm. where, or just in your career where you felt like you were failing and you realized you didn't? Um, so I have something about this and it just sticks out every time, you know, and in the very beginning, I was really ashamed of it, but it was a huge lesson learned. And it really, if I didn't go through that, I don't know that I would be able to have the business where it is right now. I feel like I would have went through a lot of more hiccups and had, you know, worse things have happened. So on one hand, I'm so upset that it had happened and it was super hurtful. But on the other hand, I'm so grateful for it. And as the years have passed, the gratefulness just has grown and the shame factor has just kind of disappeared from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but very early on, I, you know, in the very beginning of the show, I talked about how when I came to Las Vegas, I had to go to aesthetic school and get my license yeah. um, to do lashes. And I hired on a staff member. And that staff member was wonderful. She was licensed and she was, um, you know, great. And then she went through a really traumatic situation in her life where her husband lost his job and just a lot of desperateness went behind her actions. And she ended up stealing a bunch of my clients Mm -hmm. and about $10,000 from my business. And because I was so busy with other things, I wasn't able to have systems in place. I, I was unknowledgeable also. And I wasn't I didn't have systems in place to prevent that from even happening or from even being allowed to occur, occur you know? Mm-hmm. So by the time I caught it, it was this huge thing where now my business is set up where I have systems in place where if there's red flags or things that are happening, there's no way that it can ever get that out of control. Does that yeah. make sense? Mm-hmm. So for me, that was something that, you know, I really failed at, but I contributed to my success today because I would never have been able to um, recover from something like that today. It would devastate my company, but because my company was so small, so new, um, you know, I was able to kind of start over, revamp it and put those systems in place and just never allow something like that to happen, never have someone have that much control over my business ever again. So I learned so much from that. And I'm so grateful for that situation. But, um, you know, we're, we're not doing that again. <laughs> for sure. There's so many times that like, 
something that has happened to me has just made me such a better businesswoman and I'm thankful for it. I'm glad that you're now just so grateful for it and don't feel ashamed anymore. Yeah. It happens to Thank so you. many people. Um, yeah. Stories like that. Um, it sucks, but you know, karma yeah. is also um, a great thing. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, It'll be on the side of the right. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, I feel like we've gone over so much. Um, yeah, I think so, so much fun. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, my last question is, is, do you have a motto or just a favorite quote? Oh, I do. I actually have two, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, and oddly enough, they're both from my grandparents. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but I grew up next door to my grandparents and they're a huge part of just how I grew up, who I am today. And Mm -hmm. one thing that my grandma used to do, I love reading. Um, I love reading. I love writing. It's, you know, I have no time to do either (laughs) at this Mm -hmm. point in my life, but it's something that I enjoyed so much. But one thing that my grandmother would write in my books that she would give to me um, as gifts during my birthday or Christmas is she would always write out um, a little quote or something. And she started putting this one in there all the time. And it was, it was about integrity and how, you know, you need to do the right thing when no one's watching and who defines you as a person. And if you're doing the right thing when no one's watching, then you're automatically going to do the right thing when people are. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times, you know, in society, we see people only doing things for camera or for show. And, mm. you know, that's not what makes a good person. A good person is just wanting to help people just out of the kindness of their heart and, you know, always trying your best. Sometimes we fail and that's, you know, human, but always trying your best to do the right thing in every situation. And um, I think that that has always stuck with me. Um, So I try to do everything with integrity, whether it's training someone or running my business or, you know, even when it comes down to my family, you know, Mm -hmm. making sure that I'm doing what's best for them. And I try to, you know, I fail sometimes. I, you know, oh, I'm human. Sometimes I'm like, you know, I don't really want to, you know, do something. I want to sit on this couch and watch TV. (laughs) um, Yeah, I I try to always, you know, do things with integrity is my, is my, um, my thing. And then something that my grandpa has said, my grandpa um, had worked with people for all of his life. His grandfather owned a clothing salon or a clothing store. And my grandpa was a lineman on a case IH, which is a big construction company back in the day. And in, in the Midwest, they were on the same level as like John Deere. Mm-hmm. But um, from working with so many people, he just started to realize that, you know, people don't know what they don't know. And you can't hold them accountable for what they don't know. You yeah. just have to give them grace and move past it and, you know, help, hope that you imprint on them and educate them. But you don't have to upset yourself and let it ruin you when something happens. But it's truly because you don't know. And I apply this to every part of my business, especially as it's grown. You know, if my staff member doesn't know something, it's because I didn't tell them. And, yes. you know, I can't expect them to know it if I didn't tell them. Mm-hmm. If a client doesn't understand how to care for her lashes, I can't get upset that her retention was less than 30%. I have to educate her. Mm-hmm. And then if, you know, she's educated, then it's an issue. You know, I have to take responsibility for the things and the information that I'm putting out and what I'm not putting out. And I can't expect people to know things that they just wouldn't inherently know. I have to take responsibility and put that out there. So I truly apply that a lot to my business. Um, But it comes down to personal too. You can apply that to personal. You know, if you don't put something, if you don't go after something or you don't put yourself out there, you don't tell somebody that you want to do something or that you're, you know, going for something, you can't expect them to understand that or know that you wanted that award or you wanted that, you know, um, recognition or you wanted that apology. They don't know what you don't know. Yes. You know, you kind of have to put it out there and be open. It's all about communication and 
communication comes down with every single industry, every relationship in your life. So um, yeah, you, you don't know what you don't know. So tell them. <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening today. And any relevant links to this episode will be in the show notes, of course, as always. I appreciate your support. Thank you again for listening. And I'll be back very soon with the next episode.